Dave Juskow. And I'm Alan Altman. And we're here to announce the live Billy Joel watch party on Zoom. Join us at 7 p.m. Wednesday, August 18th. That's Eastern Standard Time for a live Billy Joel A to Z extravaganza. We're going to play some videos. Julian Villard is going to play a live Billy Joel cover. We're going to have live stand-up comedy from the hilarious Mike Vecchione, who's been on The Tonight Show and the King of Staten Island movie. And most importantly, we and all of you are going to be together to enjoy Billy Joel. It'll be like our own Billy Joel Madison Square Garden concert. But cheaper by about $300. That's right. Tickets are just $5, and it's mostly to pay the performers and the producers. $5? That's a great deal, Dave. I agree. To buy a ticket and get the Zoom info, go to our Instagram at Billy Joel A to Z and click the link in our bio. Or go to our Twitter at Billy Joel A to Z, and you can find the link there too. Once again, that is 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Wednesday, August 18th. See you then. But for now, enjoy today's Billy Joel A to Z episode. Hi, I'm Alan Altman. And I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Billy Joel A to Z. This is the E's wrap up, not E A Z E. I, I think it's spelled E A S E. Yeah, I think you're right. I was thinking of the the Wiz, the musical The Wiz. E's on down the road. Uh, what a horrible way to start, but there really is no <laughs> good way to start in a wrap up that begins with a letter. So <laughs> it's difficult to pronounce in a way but the this is what this is and welcome to the show we love wrapping it up each letter because we just enjoy the process of what is talking about billy joel so today is no exception we have just finished all of the four songs i believe that are in the e's and i am here with my favorite e person elon <laughs> oh, that's a good transition. Hey, <laughs> and you're my favorite D person, but I didn't say that on the D wrap up. You, you didn't say that on the D. I had a chance and I, I just <laughs> missed it completely. Well, when we get to the J's. Okay. Yeah. We'll do that. You didn't say anything about Altman, though, in the A's. No, I so. didn't. Well, we talked about Jeff Altman uh, during the Dennis Blair interview. So that's something. Okay. I'll take that. Yeah. We, we should just start this whole thing over, but we really don't, don't have an intro. So <laughs> no, no, this is good. This is this already podcast gold. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I, I'm excited gold. to talk about the E's because we have twice as many songs as we had in the D's. Yeah. Thank God. And, <laughs> and again, three times as many, because really there's only one song in the, in the D, but yes, we have all the, these songs were all technically released Except, ironically, Elvis Presley Boulevard, which was not, it was just a B-side. Like, you can't find that on any album. No, so there's still a release. A, that counts as a release. Yeah, I know. But it's still, there's always one caveat to every time we're doing something. But yes, at least there were four. It's uh, just as bad when we get to the Fs. And then finally, I think when we get to the Gs, we'll have a significant, at least, amount of songs to garner a musical wrap-up of a letter. Did you use the word garner because it was a G word? Uh, yes. Let's just say yes. Or because you were thinking of James Garner. I always am thinking of James Garner. And when I used to look in baby books when I was a kid of names, I saw the name Garner as a first name. And I was obsessed with it because my hero was James Garner. 
I don't know whether you know, but I used to play the Rockford Files theme on my bike while I was delivering newspapers on Saturday mornings. I had a little tape recorder attached <laughs> to the, the handlebars and I would play the Rockford Files theme. I like how you're like, I don't know if you know, like how would I ever know that? <laughs> uh, well, cause you know why? Cause I mentioned it on a podcast once and somebody made a picture of it. Right. Why would you ever know? We weren't friends at the time. I don't even know why I I'm like, Oh yeah. You used to deliver my newspaper. You know, I'm going crazy because I am very excited about tomorrow's big event. Yeah. Big live watch party on zoom. Super excited. We can't wait to, uh, you know, watch Billy Joel videos with our listeners who are going to join us on the zoom. And, uh, we got special guests, right? We have Julian Villard. He's going to play music for us. Yeah. Not just any music, Billy Joel songs, which yeah, is why we're all listening. Allentown. I'm very excited about it. Very excited about it. He's got all the sounds and the yeah, 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 and his keyboard and everything. He's going to be hitting the pipe. Yeah, where do you see his setup? I'm hoping he's going to go the whole way. He's got a whole video set up in his apartment or his house, wherever he, wherever his bunker is, where he records from. It's it's awesome if he has it all together. And he's going to be shirtless, just like in the Allentown music video. <laughs> I hope so. But I am the, very excited to uh, see, you know, and uh, spend time with the with the listeners and all of us being together in one place to enjoy Billy Joel. That's right. And so if you're listening to this on Tuesday, you still have time. Go click the link in our profile on Instagram or Twitter and get your tickets. So you can join the live Zoom. It's going to be a lot of fun. Wednesday, August 18th, 7 p.m. New York time. Right. So, Dave, we should rank the E songs. Yeah. Well, I have. Yes, we should. We will. And do you want to start for I have two separate rankings, but do you want to start first? Yeah, I'll go first. For me, my number one song in the E's was Everybody Loves You Now. Excellent. Then this for second, obviously, fourth place is Elvis Presley Boulevard. That's, yeah. that's pretty easy. Second place was really tough for me because I think Everybody Has a Dream is a very significant song. Easy Money is a more fun song. And uh, I like them both a lot. I went with Easy Money as my number two, because if I'm just thinking about listening to a song alone and not the entire album, Easy Money is a song I would choose to just listen to as a standalone song and not Everybody Has a Dream. Well, the exact same listing, the exact same listing. However, it, it changes if I use some of the demos that we put together. All right. So, yes, I have everybody loves you now. Easy money. Everybody has a dream. I the exact same thinking. Easy money. Everybody has a dream. And up is Presley Boulevard. However, if I am putting my playlist together, which I am, my first song is Everybody Has a Dream, the San Francisco version that we played at the end of that podcast. Because oh, so amazing. it goes higher than Everybody Loves You Now. Yes. Wow. Yes. I can't get enough of that song. And it has made me happy where I see on Instagram that other people were enjoying that version of the song, too, that they can't stop listening to it. Also, there is something really, really awesome about that song. It goes not not only does that go above everybody loves you now. So does Elvis Presley Boulevard. If we're talking about the song, the end of the world. Holy crap. Wow. I love big, that song. Big jump. Yeah. Then everybody loves you now. And then easy money becomes last. That's that's a crazy thing, but I, I like it. I like that you're looking at the alternative versions of these songs and finding a way, some way to put a great song like Everybody Loves You Now way down the list. Yeah, I know. Isn't that funny? <laughs> but the the worst part is I don't know whether Spotify, if I can get those songs that I have on my computer onto Spotify so I can make a playlist for everybody. I don't think you can. Yeah, I don't think you can do that. I think 
uh, well, the end of the world you would have because that's on the My Lives, which is on Spotify. Oh, all right. But I can't put on the other one, though. No. Well, what's the point of all of this? Unless you like upload it yourself, like you create yourself as an artist and then you upload it as if it's one of your songs. Ooh. I think that would work. Well, would that work? Because then when I put on other Billy Joel songs, well, they'll be like, I'm pretty sure he didn't write. Everybody has a dream or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't write Easy Money, did he? They might say, maybe he did. I don't know. I don't remember that song. (laughs) Yeah, maybe you're like Billy Joel's Bernie Taupin. Yeah, exactly. The silent partner. I'm the Dennis Blair of of (laughs) Billy gets all the credit, but you did all the hard work. Actually, if we're talking about different versions, if I was considering the Manhattan's version of Everybody Has a Dream, which I think is really cool, I might put that a little bit ahead of Easy Money. Oh, God, I hated that version. I really just hate that kind of stuff. Well, other people like that one, just like how they like the live 1975 version. We also had listeners who really liked the Manhattan's version. Yeah, I just don't. I didn't. Not, not for me. But uh, speaking about Dennis Blair, he was a very interesting guest. I keep thinking to myself, I think you brought it up that, you know, when you hear him talk about how he came up with the concept of the movie, Easy Money, technically, and then you can you can really go back and and actually attribute him to the entire Innocent Man album. Like, I believe you brought up. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like, when you really crazy. think about it, he's a major influence on Billy Joel's career. Yes. And on so many other people that we have met along the way or that I've met recently where the Innocent Man album is their introduction to Billy Joel. There's a lot of people of that proper age group, uh, this uh, musician, Paul Lauren, who might will probably have on the show shortly. Another musician like Julian, who I met through my friend Colin Smith, whose mother was playing an innocent man all the time when he was growing up and he was completely influenced by that album. And he probably wouldn't be so, you know, into creating music or anything again, if it wasn't for Dennis Blair, (laughs) go figure what. And it, but it's just really, I think it's interesting that easy money was the one that he's like, I want to do more songs like this. Cause it's so much fun. It's such a fun song. Why wouldn't you, after that one song be like, I can, I love this era of music. Why don't I make a whole album like this? Yeah. And I just love also, I, I don't know whether you know, but I found out that Dennis Blair w- actually used to be a regular on Don Kirshner's rock concert. <laughs> I did not know that. He did stand up multiple times, on, like once a year, it seems, on Don oh, Kirshner's man. rock concert. We have to have him back now to ask about that experience. Yeah, I saw one of the one of the first ones he was on. He was doing Bee Gees imitations. He's like, why do they sing so high? <laughs> <laughs> you look like a disco crowd. Why not? Well, I have one of my favorite groups I'd like to present for you right now, ladies and gentlemen. One of my favorites of the 1970s, the Bee Gees. I knew you'd be thrilled. Little disco drum to start things off. Here we go. Well, you can't tell by the way I wear my pants that I am a guy. I don't take no chance. When I sing, I sound so dumb like I've just been snorting helium but it's all right i can't win i sound just like tiny tim as long as i don't hurt no one singing like a girl is fun nobody today can tell what i'm saying because i'm singing too high singing too high my career is zooming but i can't get a woman because i'm singing too high 
he was a good comic to have on a show like that because he always had the guitar. He was a musical comic and he always made fun of musicians and stuff. So made sense. Yeah, I guess he was Don Kirshner's favorite. Well, I don't know whether it was his favorite. <laughs> Maybe the only one he used. So that's what I'm going uh, by. One of the E songs that we there's no reason to talk about is a hassle song. It's just interesting. It's called Every Step I Take. But the song lyrics go, every step I take, every move I make. So it's like every breath you take, but it's 15 years earlier. Wow, this is a bombshell. Did yeah. Sting steal from the hassles? I mean, that's a pretty good steal. I mean, it, it, it does. It's amazing. The song's not bad. I don't care for the hassles music, but it's very trippy and it's it's not horrible. I got to check yeah. that out. Every step I take, every move I make, you just change the word to breath. And I don't know. Billy Joel also has a bunch of songs registered in the library of what is it, the library of Congress. I think you yeah. register songs. And he had a song called Every Time, parentheses, Falling in Love. It's around somewhere. No, but we don't right? know it. It's, so you know that it exists by the song title, but we don't know. There's no recording of it that we know of. No recording that we know of. I did listen to another E song, which was one of the classical pieces that Billy did uh, after he wrapped up his pop career. It was called Elegy, the Great Peconic. Did you listen to that? No. What's that? It's like an orchestral piece. It's like six minutes long. It feels like a film score. It's really a beautiful piece. You could imagine it as being like the score to Shawshank Redemption or Rudy, like a 90s inspirational kind of movie. And this would be playing in the background of it. It's not on that fantasies and delusions, is it? I don't think it is. It's uh, but it's on the my lives. It is really. Yeah. On the my lives. Oh, that's interesting. No, I never heard that before. How do you like that? Well, I just want to say that the uh, the big news, of course, for me is the discovering of an album called Cold Spring Harbor and how much <laughs> I absolutely love. Everybody loves you now. It's in my head all the time now all the time even the uh smash version of the tv show <laughs> I, I love it i love it and i'm so thrilled and i'm excited to hear more songs off cold spring harbor i'm so glad that thank god i liked it and wasn't uh you know i think we uh had made a, rev a revelation the last couple of days i i don't think i know that much off street i don't know if i ever heard street life serenade either yeah, and we haven't even gotten to any songs from that album. I mean, obviously, you know, The Entertainer. Yes, right. So just like Cold Spring Harbor, you know, I know she's got away. So I know what song, but yeah, I'm not familiar with those two albums. I don't know why. I don't know why those. Well, I know why Cold Spring Harbor was passed over. I'm not sure about Street Life Serenade. I just don't know. Like I said, when I went back and I bought the other albums, I think I, I guess I got 
I went as far as turnstiles. I mean, I, I had piano man too, maybe, but I really went as far as turnstiles. And that was, I'm like, I'll just go back to that. And that's it. Mm-hmm. I went back one album from when he became famous. <laughs> You're like, that's <laughs> I, enough. That's I'm good. Well, turnstiles are so amazing. I don't know what happened. I don't know why I haven't heard those songs. I guess I just didn't care. Maybe I was in a b- different place, but now I'm really appreciating the older stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think you'll like the songs from that album also. It's definitely not like Cold Spring Harbor. Uh, it's maybe a little bit more like Piano Man, so it does fit in between those two. So I'm very cool. excited. I'm so excited to hear songs I've never heard before. I mean, this is like awesome. I love doing this podcast for that reason. Yeah, and it's cool to, to uh, watch your reaction. It's like watching a YouTube reaction video, basically. Yep. That's what it is. One thing that was brought up, I think when we were doing Everybody Has a Dream, we were talking about how did Billy and Phil Ramone meet? And I looked it up and Billy Joel actually wrote a really nice article in Rolling Stone after Phil Ramone died, which went through their whole career together, basically. When did but he the die? story, uh, 2013. Oh, okay. So the story about how they met is Phil Ramone went to see Billy Joel at Carnegie Hall when Billy headlined it for the first time in 1976. They went out to dinner afterwards at an Italian restaurant, which apparently was the inspiration for scenes from an Italian restaurant. Wow. And Phil just told Billy he loved his energy on stage. He loved how him and the band worked together. And he suggested they make an album together with the band. And because of that, Billy wanted to work with this guy. They had good rapport. And he actually wanted to use his band, which every other producer beforehand always said, not your band, let's use studio musicians. What had Phil Ramone done before The Stranger? He had worked with Paul Simon before. I don't know who that is. Uh, and, and, some guy. I don't know. So so Billy knew that he had worked with singer-songwriter kind of people so that he might vibe with him well. And Phil Ramone had also done different jazzy uh, albums as well. I see. Well, yeah, and, well, and, he had, and he was working with like Linda Ronstadt, maybe at the same time, but also maybe before Billy as well. Yeah, I was trying to figure out how he got the meeting to go to an Italian restaurant. Uh, where'd this guy come from? Especially, like you said, he put his manager on the album. He's wearing a Yankees jersey. I'm like, what, he just got a random meeting with Billy Joel? Who the hell is this guy? So thank you for telling me that. And well, that is he, fascinating. That's a fascinating story of how he said, no, you got to use the band I just saw you with. Yeah, he knew exactly what to say to, to hook Billy. But look, that was a big risk for him also, because Billy Joel was had just had a few failing albums. He wasn't like some hot property or anything like that. Although he was headlining Carnegie Hall. That's still pretty cool. Yeah, but just like you said, Turnstiles did not do well. And it was a failing album. And the record label was about to drop him, which is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, and he just hired his wife as his manager. All these bad decisions, but it worked out. Apparently. Let's talk about all the great comments we've received on all of the E songs. You know, our listeners always leave us nice comments on the Instagram, on the Twitter, our private messages, hate mail, whatever it is. <laughs> we have a lot of nice comments here. Uh, we got a lot of comments from Easy Money, actually. That had the most. People really felt that song and that episode. Really? I, I Maybe I didn't see a bunch of those. I mean, I see a lot of them and it's so great. I mean, what's better than, you know, you take the time, we record all these, we put them together, and then just to hear people say, I like this episode or whatever, it means a lot. I think it's great that they liked Easy Money because, you know, again, we just keep talking about how important, ironically, how important that song was to a lot of people, especially, you know, and, and kicks off The Innocent Man and people love that album. Yeah, definitely. And it's, I mean, the responses we got were great. I mean, Greg Bath 86 said, easily one of my favorite songs. Sea Railroad said they've been looking forward to this episode. So people were anticipating Easy Money. Just uh, like I was, because, yeah, mostly because of the movie. <laughs> hey, Gira Sola. Hey, you're okay. You know? <laughs> well, you know, uh, 
Matt, the great 546 suggested that every time uh, you say that famous line from the movie, it should become a drinking game and someone should have to drink. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> you would be wasted after our easy money episode. You know, I'm especially. Not going to... Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to do it today. <laughs> I think you have to do it today. <laughs> but if you if people want to do a drinking game, we could send them the unedited version of that episode where you said it like 87 <laughs> times. Yeah, I pretty much I cut out like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, don't, oh, my mother-in-law. I'm not gonna do <laughs> don't finish it. <laughs> I don't want to see her face. <laughs> so Gira Sola Sola Gira said, I've got Christopher Bonanos figured out. The oh. more I like a song, the lower he ranks it. <laughs> said, this oh, is a great song. <laughs> that's funny. I think that's right, because there that's are some brilliant. songs where he's way off from us, and a lot of oh, people yeah. seem to love Easy Money just like we do. Yeah, yeah, he, right. He didn't like that one at all. Yeah, he said it was all fluff. It had no substance, but whatever. It's a good song. Well, it's um, very much like everybody has a dream. You got to put it up when you know how important it is to something in the sense of everybody has a dream was very important for that album. Right. You even you said during that episode, I think he puts it high, gives it credit because it's on The Stranger and it kind of closes out the album. So you would give it higher. And that's exactly what easy money. You have to have the respect. It kicks off the album and apparently started the entire process. So that's, that's right. what we would think. But who are we? We're not Bananos. We're nobodies. There were a lot of nice comments actually about my uh, parody on Easy Money, the Easy Pass song. I believe I remember liking that one very much. You liked it a lot. And also uh, Girasola said she liked the awesome parody and uh, even the green light line, which is what you had. A, oh, yeah. A, no, I had a problem yeah. with that. Well, I had a problem with that being the ending. And like I said, I, they're. I don't think they have the green lights. God damn it. I don't know where these people are I think living. In some, in some jurisdictions, that light might be green. Instead it of just, just says go easy pass. But what color are those letters? Mine always said limited balance. <laughs> Please see attendant. <laughs> oh, and Jessica Z on Twitter said easy pass was a gem. I will definitely think of this every time I'm on a bridge or tunnel for the rest of my life. Maybe we should record some of your parodies like, you know, with music behind it. Yeah, I think that one might be in the lead as uh, if we we're going to pick one to actually put a full version together. Maybe it's that one. What was the one for Elvis Presley? Below? Oh, you didn't do one for that one, right? Yeah, we decided it was. Oh, that's right. I, not was say, I don't remember that enough. one. That would make sense. Or maybe we're forgetting and I did. No, we didn't because we said no one even knows how the song goes. So. Yeah, I, I can't think of it right now. Yeah. We had on Elvis Presley Boulevard, Smurfy Pyrex 98 said, thanks for bringing these cool things to light. You guys rock. Oh. I think she was talking about uh, when we said that Elvis's mom was Jewish. Oh, well, that, that was a shocker for me, too. Yeah. So breaking news here, folks. So you they can always that... find out who is Jewish by listening yeah. to our podcast. <laughs> they kept that hidden. <laughs> Smart move, too. Oh, and then we had for everybody has a dream. People were really into the rare version that we played at the end of the episode. Oh, just like I'm, you said. Yeah, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you guys like I, I knew it. I mean, it was just no way that that version is the best. It's amazing. I love it. I that's the new Billy Joe song I want to sing on my birthdays all the time now. That's it. Summer Highland Falls has been replaced. Well, I mean that is that is big news right there because that is your song. Yeah. Well, this is this is this song is amazing. If he was still recording, I would say put this out. You know, a lot of artists do redo their old songs, like you know, like uh, the legendary Eric Clapton for. The MTV Live, remember? And he redid Layla and everybody went crazy. It would, yeah. it would be like it would be like this. Uh, the right. Unplugged. So it, unplugged. That's what, that's it, what it would have to be. It would have to be some kind of acoustic set unplugged situation where Billy might reimagine his songs yeah. in a different way. 
And this would be a great example. Great example. Absolutely. Now, we also did have a couple people who really liked the Manhattan's version. You're nuts. David Epstein said it's a fantastic version, one of his favorite songs of all time. Really? And Susie Satoshi on Twitter, who said that she hated that rare live version that we put at the end of the episode because she called it uh, white bread and said, yuck. Uh, Then we sent her the Manhattan's version and she liked that one a lot. So there's two camps. You have the people who like the soulful Manhattan's R&B version or uh, the rare live version. I'm in both camps. I think they're both great. I'm not. I don't like I don't really care for the R&B stuff. So, I mean, that's just not in my wheelhouse, which is why Innocent Man is probably my least favorite Billy Joel album in many ways. But yet I do like again, you know, you can he's just so talented. He can make a guy like me like a R&B song. I don't hate it. It's just not my favorite. That's all. That's right. As you said, you like the piano ballad kind of stuff, the early piano stuff, which is why in the F's coming up, you're going to love our first song, Falling of the Rain, another song off Cold Spring Harbor. Very excited to hear it. Very excited. Boy, we'd be uh, 2-0 if I like it. <laughs> Imagine you just hate every other track on that album. I, that would be devastating. I would might want to stop the podcast. I'd be <laughs> so disappointed. That can't be the case. That everybody loves you now is so so amazing how can the other songs not be top quality like that well we're going to find out soon with uh falling of the rain coming up uh next after this episode and then uh let's talk about the other f's we have coming up we've got famous last words yeah i don't remember that one at all it's the final song ever recorded the last song on river of dreams wow so that's pretty cool and then after that we have another final song from an album we have 52nd street (sighs) the controversial 52nd street just uh I don't know. I don't want <laughs> Elon's making me record. We're making, he's making us record it again. I say we just put out the first time we ever did it. He's <laughs> just like, let it ride. But he's right. We didn't have the proper format down. And uh, it's probably the right thing to do. But I'll tell you what the right thing to do was to make sure that wasn't our first episode. 50 seconds. Starting with the matter of trust was the right thing to do. Thank, and thank goodness for crazy Christopher Bernanos, who was the one who brought it to our attention. What's the matter with you idiots? Just start it with the F's. <laughs> 50. Oh, yes. Yeah. Thank you, Christopher Bananas, for that. Yeah. Also in the F's, we have another great interview. Uh, why don't you talk about who's coming up? Oh, we have Alex Sulkin coming up. He is the, I mean, he's the executive producer of Family Guy, but I mean, he's pretty much in charge. I mean, I've been there and I've seen him in charge. It's Seth MacFarlane, then Alec. And Seth MacFarlane doesn't even want to work on that show anymore. So mostly it's all Alec. And he has he does voices on the show. He also wrote the movie Ted and Ted, Two, which are my favorites and really up there with easy money in many ways. And eight million ways to die in the West. He used to work on Craig Kilborn. This guy is great. But the most important thing is he worships Billy Joel. And that is how we became friendly. He has a piano in his house and he has played me Billy Joel uh, for me. And he's kind of like Danny Vermont in the sense that, you know, they're not great piano players, but they can they just love they can work out a Billy Joel song. And on Family Guy, he has used Billy Joel references time and time again. And we'll talk to him about all his joy of Billy Joel and why he was so angry that we waited until the F's to have him on, which is hilarious. (laughs) So there's a lot to look forward to. It's going to be really exciting. Again, thanks everyone for listening. Make sure if you're not following us on social media that you do. We're at Billy Joel A to Z on Twitter and on Instagram. And take a minute and give us a review uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us a review. Give us a rating. That always helps. Tell your friends. And uh, thanks again. 
I'm Alan Altman. And I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z.